mindfulness mode. And at that point in time, I felt called to do something to reach out to people who were struggling. Mindful Tribe, you know, these days, maybe more than ever, you've been thinking about community, thinking about getting together and spending time with people and building relationships. And today I have the person to talk to because she's all about community. She's all about relationship building and she's created a new app that's all about this. So we're going to be talking all about that. I have Rachel Jackson with me today. Hey, Rachel, are you in mindfulness mode? I am. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about you and learning more about your app and how you got into this place of wanting to connect people and build these relationships. And is there an element of mindfulness that caused you to get into this area? Well, in the sense that I think mindfulness is important when we're connecting with others and and taking care of ourselves and finding some sort of hope and help and purpose. I think mindfulness kind of underlines a lot of what we're trying to achieve. Okay, yeah, well, I'll just share a little bit about you with Mindful Tribe. Rachel Jackson is a graduate of the United States Military Academy, and she's a former Army captain and Apache helicopter pilot, and she holds a degree in engineering physics with a minor in nuclear engineering. But she finds her passion in entrepreneurship and helping connect people to a more meaningful life. And she is the founder of the Tribal app, which has just launched this month, May 2020, and she raised $2 million and validated it with 2,500 users and a 95% retention rate. So I'm very interested in learning more about this app. So tell us about this community and relationship building app and how you came to the point of creating it. Yeah, well, the story is kind of a long one, but I'll make it as quick as possible. Basically, I was in the army, as you said, in about 2007, I found myself medically discharged all of a sudden with basically, it was unplanned. I was in Iraq and started blacking out for no reason. And turns out they don't like pilots to do that. So no, I guess not (laughs) through the medical discharge process. You know, I kind of was alone. I was isolated. Uh, My unit was deployed and I was going through very scary medical times and went through a really dark depression transition period where I didn't know what the next steps were for me, you know, what my civilian story was going to be or, you know, and and just started really struggling. And I ended up getting connected to a job, getting connected to new friends in a new city after my discharge. And at a certain point, you know, I found myself thriving again in the workplace, thriving again in um, community and thriving again um, with what I was wanting to do in my life. But then my mom passed away in 2010. And at that point in time, I felt called to do something to reach out to people who are struggling, who are going through difficult times, who don't know the value or purpose of their story, who feel alone and isolated. And I knew that it was going to be done somehow through stories and relationships. And over time, I've come to believe that stories are a very powerful bridge and a connection to relationships that matter and resources that can equip people 
to hope, help, and purpose. And so that was the beginning of what we started was when my mom passed away. But it's taken a while because I didn't even have an iPhone at the time. I was a government employee with a BlackBerry. So <laughs> I had no idea what, a, what building an app or a SaaS platform was going to be like. And we started with a print magazine, started, went, you know, just did some, some things trying to connect people and realize the power of stories and the power of people knowing that they weren't alone was incredibly moving. And so we wanted to do something to reach more people. And so that's when we started thinking about the, what is now the tribal platform and how can we connect people to a more meaningful life. And turns out meaningful life comes through relationships and meaningful relationships and community. And so we use stories to connect people to relationships that then move them towards meaningful action. Well, explain to us how the Tribal app is different from other platforms that are out there intended to connect people. Sure. So we call Tribal the Meaning Network. Meaning. It's hard to say that and make sure people understand that, but the Meaning Network. So as opposed to social networks, where typically people go to kind of check out or be entertained, you know, the kind of the more is more mentality, follow more, have more followers, more content you know, kind of scroll forever and ever, that kind of mentality. We wanted Tribal to be focused more on a meaningful experience, great content, really less is more kind of mentality, quality over quantity, uh, fewer friends that you can actually connect with in person and meet in person. Um, and so really the difference is, is that we're very group forward and we're leader led. And then the, the content is, is curated and intended to be inspiring and meaningful and helpful and meet people where they are in their stories. Okay. So does this app work anywhere in the world? You can connect with people wherever you are? You can. Uh, you cannot download tribal or you can't be a part of a tribe yet unless you uh, are a leader who's starting a tribe and wants to invite people to join your tribe. We do have plans to have an individual experience down the road, but this is our initial product is that we want to work with leaders, leaders who want to move people to meaningful action, leaders who want to create impact in the world for a greater purpose, for connecting people to hope, help, and purpose. You know, So we believe very much in leader-led because, uh, you know, leaders are required to, to help facilitate great conversation and to make sure that we're moving forward in purpose. And so if there's a tribe leader or a leader who wants to create a tribe, all they have to do is sign up to start one and then they, they can invite anybody who they want, but it's a secure private network for them. Okay. So what's involved uh, for that leader? What else do they have to do? Well, typically a leader who wants to do a tribe has some kind of purpose that they want to achieve in their life. Like you, uh, if you want to connect people to more mindfulness, one of the things that I found is that in social networks, they use algorithms and kind of human nature to determine what rises to the top or what gets seen. And so if you look at, there's a book called Contagious, and it talks about the stuff that goes viral and gets noticed on social networks. And it really is anything at the opposite ends of the emotional spectrum. So anything that's incredibly angering or bittering goes viral and divisive. And anything that is incredibly funny or inspiring can go viral as well. But the stuff that's in the middle, the stuff that connects you to hope, help, and purpose, or to some kind of meaningful action and relationships, 
that stuff doesn't get noticed. And so meanwhile, there's an incredible need for tribe leaders like you with your mindfulness tribe to be able to connect with and, and break through that noise, the noise of social networks and the noise of life in general to actually connect with your tribe. And so what we want to do is partner with people who have a purpose and a mission, who want to create some content and create community and have discussions and provide, you know, thought provoking content or, or even meet up with people for coffee or counsel, or, you know, I mean, it can be a tribe of five or, or less, you know, it doesn't need to be intense. One of the things we realize with tribe leaders is that a lot of times they're not prepared with the amount of content the type of content or the variety of content needed to help keep people engaged and keep people wanting to come back and to help people find relevance for their stories. And so uh, we actually kind of help the tribe leaders by augmenting their tribe with premium content. So we, we actually produce stories um, and content for all your people to consume should they want to. So is there a charge if someone wants to be a leader? For up to 10 users, there's no charge. For 10 to 50, it's like $49 a month, but it's no ads, private, secure, branded, your network. Um, when they get into the tribe, it would be your logo. In the tribe that they see your messaging, it's, it's a tool for leaders. So then it's $49 a month for the tribe leader, but not for the followers, or is it for the followers? Correct. Now, oh. if you're one of their tribe members, then the tribe members don't need to pay. And you said you could have up to 50, 50 followers, right? In the first level of tribe. Right. We have higher level tribe pricing. I see. We started selling tribal to corporations, um, to businesses. That's where we did our beta testing. And that's where we've uh, started kind of growing tribal. Um, and so for business leaders or leaders who want to really connect with, grow and inspire their employees, it's an incredibly valuable tool. But we also realize that there's a huge market for it and a huge need for it, especially now during quarantine to, you know, help leaders move their people from surviving to thriving and reconnect in meaningful ways. Right. What has been your biggest challenge on making this a reality? Well, <laughs> like I'm not a developer, so there's that. We've found some great developers to join our team. I think the biggest challenge for me was was getting to the point where we could raise money and be able to develop this. And so I'm really, really thankful for that. And every day brings new challenges, but I thrive on challenges, you know. And if you just take each day one step at a time and you know, kind of adapt the mindset of Build, measure, learn. You know, when things feel overwhelming or, or we want it to be perfect, but it's not, we just kind of say, you know, hey, we're in the process of build, measure, learn. <laughs> you know, like we'll just keep getting better. How did you raise $2 million for this? Believe it or not, we connected with a bunch of super angels basically in our city who are amazing. <laughs> They're an amazing group of people who really believe in what we're doing and have really put a lot of money behind helping us make it a reality. And so, I mean, we, we have no venture capital at all in tribal. It's all been our super angels who've taken care of it. Wow. So a 95% retention rate. So you're talking about people who have signed up for the app. They're, 95% of them are still using it. Is that what you mean? 
Yes. And then within their tribes, we're seeing about an 80% retention rate from week to week. So for company, and this isn't companies. So in companies, there's something called like an employee assistance program where, you know, they want to connect people to resources and that sees like a less than 3.5% adoption or usage rate. And so we feel really good about our 80% adoption rate and retention rate. The other things, you know, when we get into the other instances of tribal, whether that be kind of our impact tribe leaders, people like you, or, you know, there's a lot of apps out there that want to kind of be in this health and wellness space or, you know, mental, emotional, mindfulness, you know, kind of health and wellness space. And uh, I think on average, you see about a 3.5, less than 4% retention rate with a lot of those apps and great missions, you know, great tools. But if we can find a way, like as tribal, to capture and keep people's attention and keep them wanting to come back, you know, we can find a way to point people to the resources, to the partners, to the apps, to the tools that are out there, you know, kind of keep it top of mind, front and center. Because there's so many people, so many leaders all over the country, all over the world who are doing really great things and want to connect people to, to, to resources for help and to resources for community involvement, you know, nonprofits, all kinds of small businesses, all kinds of counselors and coaches and mentors and, and tools are out there. We want to help make those successful. You know, tribal is not the expert. We want to be the ones to connect the experts with the people who need them and keep it front and center, if that makes any sense. So, Rachel, can you tell us a story about one of the leaders that has come on board and you've maybe you've kind of followed them a bit and, and now they've got a lot of followers and have really built a tribe on there? Well, we have one company that's got 1,100 employees who started using Tribal. It was kind of interesting because first there's, there was uh, some pushback from implementing Tribal. You know, it feels a little uncomfortable to be talking about stories and personal things in the workplace, you know. And, uh, um, but now, like post-COVID, they're so thankful that they have tribal and that, you know, they're being, they're able to like connect with their people in meaningful ways and take care of them. We started tribal for service Academy graduates and uh, for class classes where we're offering it to them um, to use. And <laughs> as much as it pains me to say as an army grad uh, Navy class of 98, <laughs> <laughs> was the first service academy class to do it. And uh, our customer success team worked with them to launch the tribe and they are seeing phenomenal results already. Just um, people love the more, the deeper types of conversations, the deeper types of getting to know each other, a little bit deeper stories. Um, you know, uh, it, it really is so, so meaningful when you just start to share a little bit more you know, it's not depressing. It's, it's really uplifting. And if you're one of those people, we call them story warriors who have been through something, overcome some challenges or obstacles, and then you're willing to give back and share that story and offer this idea that you're not alone, that there are resources out there for you to get help and that your story can be used for a greater good. I mean, that's so powerful when you turn back around and share it. Um, 
I believe it's probably one of the most powerful things you can do in life is to share your story strategically, thoughtfully, and well. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that's absolutely true. What next? What is your next thing with this? Well, we are getting ready to basically open up tribal to any kind of leader, any kind of tribe, um, as long as you know they're working for the greater good and not um, evil, obviously. But uh, um, and so we're putting together our website, putting together our onboarding process, all this stuff to make it possible for tribes of all sizes, not just corporate tribes, um, to exist. And so. Uh, we're getting ready to launch that here, uh, I think by tomorrow. <laughs> so it's oh, are you very, tomorrow? Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, it's uh, It's been a huge uh, push on our team. We, we weren't expecting to do this, to open it up to other markets um, until next year. But with COVID, um, you know, we, we kind of had to make some adjustments. Plus we felt it was the right thing to do. Um, there's just so many people who, you know, I think now we're becoming more aware. There was an isolation problem that existed before COVID-19. And I think now we're just becoming even more aware of the impacts of isolation and the impacts of being alone. And that, you know, um, when you have, um, uh, the National Institute of Health back in 2007 did a study where they found that the number one source of meaning is relationships. And, and when you have like your relationships being separated or you're drowning by noise and just different messages in your mind and you're not connecting in meaningful community and meaningful relationships, it's so easy to drop into um, depression or, you know, uh, other kinds of, of hard situations. Um, so we, we hope we, we feel like this is a time where we really need to ramp up and, and show up and be there for, uh, for people and hopefully connect them back to a great, great purpose, great meaning. I think that's really exciting. And I can see how, you know, if all of these leaders that jump on board are well-meaning, this can be absolutely fantastic. But how do you monitor that? What about racism? What about misogyny? What about porno? You know, what about all these different things that are kind of dark? How do you deal with that? Right. So right now we are basically requiring people to apply for a tribe. And so we will review the tribe we have um, community rules of engagement, you know, set up and we trust and, and right now, <laughs> you know, uh, rely on the tribe men members uh, to alert over time. Um, uh, we will have the technology to, you know, make sure and enforce that tribes are being used for the purpose intended. And when a tribe leader signs up, they agree to our terms and conditions. Um, you cannot keep evil from happening <laughs> mm -hmm. you can do your best and we will you know but i do believe that good triumphs in the end you know we'll we will far you know with the tribe members and the tribe leaders who are moving people towards meaning and purposeful action and towards community impact um we will far outweigh any potential negative that happens you know but there is no anonymity in the tribe if you say it you own it you know, we, we encourage people, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it, 
keep it to mm-hmm. yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like if you feel like you need to go talk to somebody, talk to them in person. Do you have a problem with them? Talk to them in person. You know, uh, just it's it's almost like we're we're retraining how to act um, to each other in ways that are respectful and supportive um, and helpful, as opposed to just 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 the the devastation and the destruction that happens when people just divulge into um comment streams and comment threads you know where just it can just get nasty really fast it sure can yeah yeah yeah. i was just gonna say tell us what your uh work as an army captain did to prepare you for this role (laughs) i tell people I, i tell people often i said god wanted me to be a warrior but not in the army. (laughs) So it's almost a, a a warrior mentality is required um, in something like this. And basically what I love about soldiers um, is that they find a way to adapt and to overcome and to win. Um, And sometimes you're given like the not optimal conditions, you know, like it's, you got a lot of challenges facing you. And, And I think that, that kind of prepared me for kind of the mentality and the the determination needed um, to do this, you know. And and there have been some really hard times, you know. Like I I've looked at the red line, the impending red line, so many times. <laughs> you know, it kind of wears on you. And and you know, uh, searching for my own community and my own sources of hope and help and purpose and and you know, kind of recentering on our why and, um, and who we're doing this for, you know, um, taking steps back uh, has been important, you know, so there's just been, uh, uh, the mentality that comes from, from the military of just kind of soldiering through and problem solving and determination to get it done, I'd say. Right, right. I always ask a question about bullying and maybe you've experienced some of that in trying to get this app out there. Have you got a, a story that you can share about bullying where maybe mindfulness would have made a difference in how you dealt with it? I, I don't know about in the app. I mean, I've come a long way in life since, I don't know, my 20s and even, you know, high school. And, and you know, things have changed about me a lot. I can say without a doubt that I have been bullied. I can also say without a doubt that I have been the bully at times. And one thing I've grown and learned over time is just how unhappy I was with myself and trying to have more compassion for others and how unhappy they might be if they're lashing out. And when you kind of come to a strong confidence in who you are and you have a strong tribe around you and you have a great sense of hope and help and purpose, I find I'm not impacted by the bullies. I'm not impacted by, you know, the words. I mean, in fact, sometimes I I might look for like, is there something I can learn? Is there something I need to adjust? You know, and then I also look for, okay, how can I maybe impact them a little bit more um, positively, you know, but some things are just out of my control too. So. Right. Sure. 
Sure. Well, as we move forward in the interview, Rachel, I'd like to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. First one is this, who's one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? Um, there's this Air Force, uh, retired Air Force pilot. Her name's Jan- Janelle McCauley. And uh, I didn't really know about mindfulness before I started getting to know her and following her stuff. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so she's really helped you. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? Well, I think being able to regulate my emotions and and not be ruled by my emotions is good. Well, in your work with the military, I'm sure there were many times where you had a lot of fear and a lot of concern. Were there ever times when you used breathing deliberately as a way to kind of move through those experiences? I think that the breathing, the training we go through, you know, kind of helps move you through the initial stress. I think where, you know, kind of having time to reflect on things and learn and kind of adapt and grow from circumstances in the, in the reflection was important too. I'm a big proponent of exercise and, you know, breathing and walking, yeah. <laughs> you know. clearing my mind. So that helped me for sure. That's great. Are there any books that you could recommend that are somehow related maybe to being grounded or mindful? Well, honestly, for me, the Bible, Mm -hmm. but um, I know that that's, you know, a personal decision, you know, so I focus on Bible and devotions help me stay grounded and mindful. And do you find prayer also helps you with this? Absolutely. I live almost every hour praying for help in something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that can really be a positive thing. Maybe that's what's got you through a lot of the challenges that you've had in your life. Absolutely. Without God, none of this would have been possible. Yeah. Uh, I would have been a lost, wandering mess, honestly. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that your career as a helicopter pilot ended abruptly because of blackouts, whatever came of that? Like, did you have an issue that you had to deal with medically? I did. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And then uh, my neurologist said he wouldn't be surprised if I got MS, you know, and I had some brain lesions and some nerve damage and degenerated discs and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was a, I'm a hot mess physically, we'll say, but (laughs) I think, you know, one of the things my mom struggled with to, till the day she died was addiction to pain pills, to opioids. And I was very conscious, you know, when I was getting out of the military, that I did not want to depend on drugs. I think, you know, everything has its place. But what helped me kind of overcome was changing, completely changing my diet and really putting sleep and uh, exercise at the top of my priorities. And one of the other things that really helps again is like those few battle buddies we call, I call them or my close friends, my tribe to kind of walk with me and encourage me. So tell us about your daily routines and especially the exercise that you do on a daily basis. Sure. And I will say that doing a business makes it harder to stick to that. I bet. <laughs> so, yes. so I will not practice. I will not pretend like I'm perfect right now. But on good days, I wake up 530, I go and I walk the dog and I work out and do strength training. I really try to stick to whole foods, 
to not a lot of sugar to you know, not a lot of processed foods. And then I also do my, I listen to worship music on my walks and my prayers and read my devotions. And that's my morning time frame. And then obviously my eating throughout the day. Right. Yeah, very good. So I know that we can go on our phones and find that tribal app. I know I had to scroll by a bunch of uh, tribal kind of games and other things, but when I typed in tribal app, I eventually found it. Tell us how else we can connect with you and reach out to you. So I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Rachel Jackson. I'm on LinkedIn. Also, our website is tribalapp.com. Um, and anybody who wants to learn more about tribal can, can go there and do that right now. If you request a demo, you'll actually get a demo from me. So, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, but yeah, we're looking for tribe leaders for those world changers and impact makers who want to start a tribe and move people to some sort of meaningful community, meaningful action. And we're looking for those partners, people who who can be content storytellers, you know, who can be providers of great subject matter expert kind of content on various topics. So. And what would some of the biggest wins for those people be who decided to be tribal leaders? You know, what I'm trying to, what I'm hoping for, Bruce, is that we can change people's minds on what it means to be successful and to win. And for me, I would love to see, even if it's just a tribe of anywhere you know, from 10 or up to 5,000 people, whatever the tribe looks like, is can we change people's lives? Can we let them know that they're not alone? Can we move one person away from suicidal thoughts? Um, can, we, can we walk with people in their stories? Can we reconnect to what actually matters in life? And so... Tribal is not for those pursuing a, a, a fan base or, you know, um, a social media following or to be famous. Tribal is for the people who actually want to take a group of people and make a difference in their lives and in uh, the lives around them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and good luck with your app, Rachel. It's been fantastic. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it, Bruce. Okay. All the best. Bye now. Mindful Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you did, please tell your friends about the show. Every person who subscribes and listens helps our show. So in the meantime, take what you heard today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. 